The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hawks return home. Trey drops 42, and the Hawks knock off the champs. We're going to talk about it right here, right now, on the Hawks Beat Podcast. Let's go, Bob. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks, plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host. Ladies and gentlemen, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast, Season 8, Episode 17. I'm your host, E-Dub. Thank you for checking us out. Wherever you may be, come on in, come on in the Hawks Beat Podcast. Finally, after, uh, man, it's been too long. <laughs> We're getting to talk about a Atlanta Hawks victory. And for those of you guys that only check us out when we win, when the Hawks win, welcome back. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, yes, guys, Hawks Beat Podcast back in the building once again. Um, glad they're off the road trip because during those West Coast road trips, our programming gets interrupted because, listen, I'm not going to be doing podcasts at like 3 a.m. That's just not my stilo. That's not how I get down. I apologize for some of y'all that that, <laughs> that look for the podcast after each game. But, yeah, that's not going to be happening. It's just not going to be happening. But tonight, the Atlanta Hawks took care of business uh, by defeating the champs, the Milwaukee Bucks, in convincing fashion as they... Uh, they looked happy to be home, 120 to 100. We're going to talk about that game in tonight's pod. Um, second segment, we're going to go through the game flow, talk about what we saw, the takeaways. We were in the building, of course, watching it live. The, I got to say, good crowd tonight. It looked like a sellout. Um, Hawks fans were loud and rowdy, 
and uh, just a good environment, man. Hawks get the dub, one twenty to one hundred. In our third segment, we'll go over some fan feedback. We'll hear what you guys had to say about the game. Um, I have a little bit of sound. We'll see if we can play some of that. Um, see what takeaways we can get from Coach McMillan and some of the guys after the game. But I wanted to get out just a few things before we get into the game. Um, <clears throat> normally, I take the first segment and go through any articles or any news um, things that are in the news. Um, didn't see much. Um kind of going through the the articles this weekend there is one article about the Chicago Bulls and Cam Reddish um one of the reporters I think for the Bulls were saying like the Bulls should be going after Cam um I wouldn't put too much stock into like oh no Cam's on the block now like nah it's just the article saying that the Bulls uh would be would be um in their favor to go after a guy like Cam Reddish. But personally, I don't think that the Bulls have enough assets to to get Cam, and I don't think the Hawks are really trying to move anybody at this point in time. What, 12, 13 games in? Just don't see it happening. Um, Chris Kirshner has some good pieces up on The Athletic. If you are a subscriber to that, definitely go read him. Um, Chris does a great job covering the Hawks, man. So every time he comes out with something, you definitely want to read it. Um, <clears throat> tonight was so, so deaf night. Uh, pretty, pretty, um, for an old guy like myself, <laughs> it was nice to see Jermaine Dupree, um, Jagged Edge, Bone Crusher, um, play some of the hits from back in the day when I was a little youngster and a uh, pretty good night, pretty good night for the so, so deaf folks. Hawks get a win. So that was good. And the last thing that I really want to touch on was, um, John Collins. John Collins is doing something with um, service members this whole season. Um, I'm trying to free, uh, let me see, let me pull up let me pull up the site. While I'm pulling up the site, don't forget to go to thehawksbeat.com and you can see the article yourself. <laughs> John Collins, here it is. First article up there. John Collins launches a season-long salute to service. Um. Many of you guys know John Collins is a uh, he is a child of a military family. Um, his mom is um, former military, same as his father. And John has a passion for you know just servicemen. You know, um, his mom. Uh, I believe her. I, I, I want to pronounce it right. I believe it's pronounced Laria Risings Collins, uh, former Air Force. And his father, John Collins Sr., served about 20 years in the Navy. So, um, John is going to be, um, let me see, John is going to be, I want to get it right. That's why I'm, I'm kind of reading the article. <laughs> I don't want to misquote it. Uh, John is going to be seating the first 40 veterans on Monday's November 15th game when the Hawks take on the Magic. Um, he's going to be working with local service members local veteran organizations to, um, you know, let some military folks come and enjoy the game. So uh, big up from John Collins. If you want more, again, check out thehawksbeat.com. And uh, also check out John's website, johncollins3.com. Uh, there's information on there as well. So um, we're going to get into this game flow. We're going to take a quick commercial break. 
And uh, we're going to get into the sights and sounds, man. What do we see? What did it look like? And uh, we'll get into uh, a certain number 11 <laughs> for the Atlanta Hawks as he dropped uh, a 42-piece on the world champ. So you listen to the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub. We'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by Manscaped. Hey guys, what's up? It's Edub. I know you guys have heard our Manscaped read by now, and I'm here to tell you, listen, it's not too late to get that below-the-belt trim that some of you are in desperately need of. Listen, Manscaped not only has top-of-the-line waterproof trimmers to keep the hedges nice and clean, but they also have boxers, lotions, colognes to have you feeling and smelling so fresh and so clean. So head over to manscaped.com. Use our promo code HAWKSBEAT for 20% off your entire order and free shipping. Once again, that promo code is HAWKSBEAT for 20% off and free shipping. She'll be glad you did. All right, folks, welcome back. Segment two with HAWKSBEAT Podcast. Episode 17, before we get into the game flow, um, just want to remind you guys, make sure you are connecting with us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at HawksBeat. That's how you get at us. The easiest way to get at us. Um, a big part of what we do is on social media, so we invite you to connect with us that way. And uh, we can get their feedback, and uh, you can hear what we have to say. You can see our links, all that jazz, and we will greatly appreciate it. Also, we would love for you to connect and subscribe to the podcast. Um, we are coming on um, episode 200, 200 and uh, I have more. I'm going to explain more about that a little bit later. But, um, yeah, just make sure you check out the podcast. Subscribe. Give us a five-star rate and let us know what you love about the show, how we can improve. We will greatly appreciate that. And um, I think that's it as far as the housekeeping is concerned. Let's get into this game, man. So, going into the game, um, the Hawks were a two-point favorite uh, coming off the road and a very, um, I, don't, I don't know if I would call it unsuccessful. I definitely wouldn't call it successful, but a very tough road trip. Uh, they came back and uh, the Milwaukee Bucks were going to be without Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, and Dante DiVincenzo. Or as I like to call him, White Dante. <laughs> the Hawks were without um, DeAndre Hunter. I think he was having some wrist wrist issues, so uh, they went ahead and gave him the rest as well. So when you look at the starters for tonight, the starters were the starters were Trey Bogey, Kevin, John Collins, and Clint Capella. Um, again, a lot of people want Cam to really step up and be in that starting position. But it has been made more than clear that uh, Kevin Herter is that guy who is going to be um, the next wing in place. Um, Kevin Herter is ahead of Cam on the depth chart, it appears. And it appears that Nate wants to keep Cam in that environment with the second string and uh, really wants him to take hold of that. Um, Wasn't Cam's best night tonight shooting the ball. Um, Thought he struggled, but... Hey, sometimes it's just like that. Sometimes it's like that. So, 
Um, again, going into the game, Hawks were two-point favorites. If you put some money in the Hawks tonight, you probably won a little bit of money. And uh, I will say this. I, I, I was I was questioning what to name this podcast. And after the first quarter, I was just about to call it just Trey goes off <laughs> because that is exactly, exactly what he did. He came out the gate. He was aggressive. He he scored 12 of Atlanta's first 13 points, um, four for four shooting. Uh, he just really came out the gate in that four, first cu- quarter guns a blazing <laughs> like there was guns a blazing you knew it was going to be a special night for the kid and uh you you're just like okay yeah he got it going tonight you just had the feeling that it was going to be special and that first quarter i mean you needed every bucket from him every bucket that you get because i'll tell you one thing this milwaukee bucks team they do not get flustered. They do not get flustered. They do not get rattled. They play like champions. And like I always say, in the immortal words of the great philosopher Ric Flair, in order to be the man, you have to beat the man. And and right now, until until otherwise noted, the Milwaukee Bucks are the man. Yes, they're six and eight. You know, struggling a little bit out the gate. But they're still the champs. They're still the champs, and uh, I mean, you, you, they play with a lot of poise. I'll just say that they play with a lot of poise. But in that first quarter, it was Trey Young, man. Fifteen points out the gate. Uh, Fifteen points, three assists, five of setting shooting. He was hot, man. I mean, in the Hawks, they were seven to ten, but Trey had five of them threes. <laughs> you know, and so you know, it, it's nice to. Come out the gate with a nice little lead. You're back home. You know, you got a little eight-point lead in the first quarter. And I know they had to feel good. I know Trey felt good. I mean, the boy was pulling from everywhere. I mean, he hit one from the logo. He be doing step backs. He just he looking for that shot. And when he hitting, when he hitting, hitting like he was doing in that first quarter, very tough to beat. Very tough to beat. One thing that was different about this game was the rotations Nate went with. So the first two guys off the bench were um, were Gallo and uh, Delon, Delon Wright, and so you, they take Trey out at about the four minute mark, which is unusual because they typically let Trey play that whole first quarter. So they take him out, and, and then they bring him back. So they give him like a quick rest in that first quarter, and they bring him back. I forget exactly what time it was when he came back. But they brought him back, and I thought it was kind of awkward or, or weird. Like, I don't know what they were doing. I don't know if he was doing it because they were on a back-to-back. After the game was like, Coach Nate was like, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm kind of experimenting with the um, rotations a little bit. He said, tonight, we, I thought we had a nice little rhythm. Uh, Trey talked about coming out a little early and then getting back in there. He said, you know, nothing really changed as far as his minutes were concerned. So he was okay with the rotation change. And I thought, hey, it worked tonight. Will it work tomorrow night? I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I do like the idea of Nate McMillan uh, 
sprinkling in some of the starters with the second unit. Uh, he did mention that as something he wanted to do on purpose. Like he was like, I want to mix some of the, the starters with the second string guys because <laughs> plain and simple, the, the, the full starting, the full second units have not been good. <laughs> they just haven't been good at all. Haven't been good defensively, haven't been good offensively, and they're just bleeding leads. They're bleeding leads. <laughs> well, at least they were on the road. Um yeah, so you mixing in guys, you know, you see lineups with with Bogey and 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 Capella, and then you have Delon in there, and and, and I, I I'm a big fan of that. I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm a big fan of um, mixing both of those lineups and don't just keeping them separate like that. Uh, good buddy of ours, Brad Roland, who runs the Locked On Hawk podcast. Uh, shout out to my guy Brad. He is. He's always talking about how he is a, a firm. Uh, he does not like full second unit unit uh, rotations, and so I'm with you, Brad, on that one, brother. I'm, I'm with you on that one. Uh, shout out to my guy, my fellow podcaster, does a great job over there at Locked On Hawks. Also check out my guys over at Hawks Talks podcast. Man, they do a great job as well. Definitely gonna link up with them and do some collabs. They do a great job. As far as the uh, the fan experience, capturing that. They do a great job. So, shout out to my podcasting brothers out there. As far as the, the game is concerned, second second quarter was much of the same, man. Um, Hawks outscored the Bucks 26-20. to 20. Trey still has it going. You know, if it was NBA Jam, he would still have, like, the on-fire thing going, right? <laughs> He's 4-7, 2-4 from 3. 12 points in the quarter. And so you're going into the halftime with a nice, comfortable lead. You're going in up 14, 58 to 48. And again, you got to feel good about yourself. And by this time, Trey's got 27. And it's like, yo, it doesn't even, at, at this point, I'm watching the game. And I'm like, yo, you always want Trey to get those assists up, to get everybody involved. But I was like, yo, man, if Trey goes for 50, I'm Gucci. Like, I'm good with it. You dig? Like, he has 27 at the half, and I kind of wanted to see him go for the, for the 50 burger. You know what I mean? Like, Trey, Steph just dropped 50 on you, on y'all. You know what I'm saying? Not you personally, but uh, Steph just dropped 50 on your squad. Go ahead and drop 50 on the champs. You know what I'm saying? That's what basketball is about. Can you answer? Can you respond? But uh, yeah, man, Trey had to go, and I had no problem with him getting uh, his, getting his get back. You know, one surprising thing for me, Trey has six rebounds going into the half, and so I, I tweeted at one point, and I was like, "Look, man, we on triple double watch." You know, triple double watch. I knew he was going to end up with at least ten assists because that's just he get ten assists in his sleep. So third quarter comes out and I think the Hawks did a great job in the third quarter because the Bucks came out uh guns a blazing <laughs> guns a blazing um in that third quarter um oh let me I, I didn't want to overskip this in my notes um Cam Reddish had a knee collision in the second quarter went back to the locker room and fortunately it wasn't anything too serious because Cam was able to come back and play in the second half. But I did want to put that in there 
because I did have that in my notes. <laughs> but, yeah, second quarter, man, they had the largest lead of the night, 49-34, and they really had things going. So third quarter, the Bucks come out. 8-0 run, start the quarter. And you're like, uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> lead cut to six, but the Hawks did an excellent job, excellent job responding. Uh, John Collins gets a big dunk after that. They get a stop, and John Collins gets another bucket. So you get J.C. with back-to-back buckets. Trey comes down, throws a lob to Clint. Before you know it, lead is back up to 12. And I just thought that was just a good a good stretch, a good T.O. by Nate, and a good stretch for the Hawks to just get back in there and say, hey, we got to take control of this game. It's not fitting to go down like this. It's not fitting to go down like that. And so even though... The Bucks shot the hell out of the ball in the third quarter. They shot 60% from the field, 42% from three, and they put up 33 points. But the Hawks did a good job of their own. They put up 31. So you did a good job, and I tweeted this after the game. I'm like, Hawks did a good job of just maintaining control of the game in the third quarter because it could have gone south, could have gone away from them. And the fourth quarter was a little bit different with the rotations. Normally, Nate starts that second unit with the fourth to give Trey a blow and to have, uh, you know, kind of the starters kind of come in sporadically. Not this time. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember who the five were to start the fourth, but I know it was a mix between the starters and the bench, guys. I think that I think that uh, Gallo and Cam may have been out there with the starters, but Trey was definitely out there. John was definitely out there. And... They gave them the firepower needed to close this game out. And and I think they closed it out, to be honest with you, I think they closed it out early in the fourth because once they they were able to just keep that lead, just keep them at at an arm's distance and say, listen, you guys aren't coming back on us tonight. (laughs) We're home and we are not going to lose this game. And I think that's what happened for the Hawks. So um, they're able to close it out at the five-minute mark. I mean, at the three-minute mark. I mean, at the two-minute mark, you got the um, Jalen Johnson time come in. You know, Sharif, Skylar Mays, you know, Solomon Hill. So uh, with about two minutes left, he let the guys go in there. It was a good moment. Sky, uh, Sharif Cooper gets his first NBA bucket. And, uh, you know, you're proud for the kid, but. Um, They're able to close it out, man. So, you know, Hawks get the dub 120 to 100. Um, They outscored the Bucks in the second half as well, 62 to uh, 56. And just a good all-around win for the Hawks. I thought you got good contributions from everybody. Um, DeLon Wright, he only had three points, but I thought he played good. I thought he played uh, with pace, and I thought he did a lot of little things really good tonight. Um you know, you just had good nights. Lou Will had nine points. Anytime you can get Lou close to ten points, that's a good thing. One thing for me that I always look at from the bench, I always like to have at least two guys, maybe three, in double figures, and that's just like a good sign to have. Um, as far as your starters, everybody was in double figures except Bogey, which is fine. Like, you know, he had six points. But, look, Trey had it going tonight. So it was just like – when when you when your guy is cooking, like you're not really gonna worry about everything else, you know. John Collins was 19 and six. I thought Clint played one of his better games, you know. Um, 
we'll get to this in the next segment. But um, I asked for, you know, who is your player of the game? Clint Capella got some votes. You know, people were just like, yo, we were, we were excited to see Clint finish the ball really well near the hole. Um, he had had some issues with, with finishing. Um, there was an article out in Athletic. You know, it, it's clear that Clint is not 100%. He's not 100%. But he's going out there and he's battling. He's battling 12 points, 13 boards tonight. Had some nice dunks. Like, look, man, just dunk the ball, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and I think that's what a lot of fans really just wanted to see from Clint. Look, bro, you already up there. Just dunk the ball. Just dunk the ball. Um, so he goes 6 to 10 from tonight, you know, with 12 points, gets some double figures. I thought he was active tonight. I thought he was better defensively. And that's the Clint Capella that you're going to need. If you want to be a a um, an upper echelon playoff team, if you ask me, so I really like what I saw at Clint Capella tonight. John Collins is just the model of consistency. Like I don't know what more I can say about John. You know, nineteen and six tonight. I really like what I saw to him. Kevin Herter made shots tonight, and you know, so when guys are cooking like that, I'm not going to bust bogey for for only having six points. I'm not like everyone can't eat every night. Like that's just that's just what it is. But um really good win for the for the Hawks. Getting back on the Schneid. Now tomorrow they got a back to back with the Orlando Magic. And we'll see how that goes because uh four out of uh, actually all of your starters with the exception of Bogey played over thirty plus minutes. So um I believe you're having a fresh Orlando team coming in here. And we're gonna see, man. We're gonna see exactly what this Hawks team is made of. In the back-to-back. No letdowns. No letdowns. Um, after the game, Trey and Coach, Coach McMillan talked about, uh, you can't, you have to protect home court, man. you got to protect home court. <clears throat> and tomorrow is not the time to fall into the, um, the, the opportunity to fall into a trap game. You know, you can't do that, man. Orlando, you're a better team than Orlando. Handle your business. Right, handle your business. I was talking to my guy Don. Um, shout out DNA Sports, y'all check that out. Um, and I told him, I was like, "Look, you have to win the games that you're supposed to win. And if you want to be a playoff team, you should probably win a couple of the games that you're not supposed to win. Unfortunately, the Hawks haven't won any game that they're not supposed to win <laughs> up until this point. Like all the games they were supposed to lose, like they lost too. Like you got to get a couple of those. You got to beat a Brooklyn. You got to beat, you know, you got to beat a Phoenix. You got to beat a Golden State. Like you got to win some of these games. You don't got to win all of them. You don't got to win half of them. But you got to get you a few. And you got to win all the games that you're supposed to win, at least at like a 70 or 80% clip. So, again, I told people. That were, you know, DMing me and, and asking me, you know, what, what's the deal with the Hawks? Like, look, just relax. It's still early. This schedule for November and December is much better. I, I would I would venture to say that the Hawks road trip that they just got off is probably the hardest part of their schedule. Like all 82 games like that might be the hardest part of their schedule. What they just went through. So. Uh, hopefully things even out. You're going to have a lot of home games in this coming week. And uh, hopefully Hawks can get some of these wins back. But 
only one time, one one game at a time, one game at a time, and we'll see what they have in store. So um, we're going to wrap things up in this third segment. We're going to get some fan feedback, see what the coaches and players had to say after the game, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap things up. So you're listening to the Hawksby Podcast, Episode 17, Season 8. I'm your host, Edub. We'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by Dow Family Wellness, the official chiropractor of the Hawks Beat Podcast. If you are experiencing any type of back pain, neck pain, or pain pain, go see our guy, Dr. Rick. Ask him about the Hawks Beat special, which includes a consultation, digital scans, and an adjustment for just $37. Just tell him E-Dub from the Hawks Beat sent you. That's Dow Family Wellness. Check out their banner at thehawksbeat.com or call Dr. Rick, 470-395-3478. That's 470-395-3478. Visit Dow Family Wellness. Tell them the Hawksbeat sent you. This segment is brought to you by Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Custom jewelry ships straight to your doorstep. Every piece will be uniquely yours. So if you are looking for some custom bracelets or necklaces, go see our guy Jonathan at TillmansTrinketsAndThings.com. Again, that's TillmansTrinketsAndThings.com. Tell him the Hawksbeat sent you. You'll be happy you did. All right, folks, Hugsby Podcast, episode 17 of season 8. I'm your host, Edub. Welcome back into the Hugsby Podcast. A bit of breaking news. Um, actually broke about 24, uh, 25 minutes ago while we started recording. Um, Sean, <laughs> I almost slayed this man's name. Let, let me let me go back and just start this over <laughs> Shams Sharania for The Athletic uh, just reported that the Hawks, DeAndre Hunter, will undergo surgery on a tendon injury in his right wrist and will miss approximately two months. Man, that sucks. Like, that really sucks. That really sucks. It sucks. It sucks. And many of you guys that that have listened to the podcast, you know that I've been a DeAndre guy from the beginning. Like when they when they made the moves to get DeAndre, I was so excited because I loved his game, I loved his maturity, and I was like, man, this dude is ready. Like he's ready to be a NBA player, and to have him miss a certain uh, an, an amount of time like this again. Oh God, it sucks! It sucks. Um, yeah. So prayers up to Hunter, and uh, you know, keep your head up, champ. You know what I'm saying, and uh, just keep fighting, and uh, hopefully you'll see him back on the court uh, sooner than later. But yeah, that is Sham Sharania from the Athletic, reporting that um, DeAndre Hunter will be out for the next two months. The implications as far as the Hawks are concerned. I think it's a next man up mentality. I think that you kind of, you don't panic. Nate isn't a panicking guy. 
And this is why you add those pieces that you did in the offseason. This is why you get a DeLon right. This is why you, you lock up the guys that you had, especially those wings, you know. Um, I think from a rotation standpoint, you keep kind of what you did tonight, you know. Keep Kevin Herter in that starting lineup. He's been shooting the ball better as of late. And you hope you get aggressive Kevin Herter in his absence. You're going to miss him a lot defensively. You're going to miss him a lot defensively because he is your best defensive player. Um, Especially on the wing. DeAndre Hunter was the guy who guarded your best player um, every night. Like the team's best player every night. You're just sticking DeAndre Hunter on, and you're not you're not worrying about it. You're setting it and forgetting it, just like the old infomercial used to say: <laughs> "Set it and forget it." <laughs> but um, this hurts the Hawks defensively on the wing. Yes, you still have Cam Reddish, but like you know, Cam is only one guy. You know, um, you're going. Everyone is going to have to step up in his stead. So. Um, I will say this. You did see gains last year from Kevin Herter on the defensive side of the ball. You're going to need to see that again. Like, you're going to need to see that again. Everybody's going to have to play better defensively, right? Like, because that is a big hole to fill. It's a big hole to fill. And I don't think Kevin's going to try to, like, fill it and try to be DeAndre. Kevin needs to try to just be Kevin, right? Like, just compete defensively. And uh, be aggressive offensively, and I think you'll be fine. But uh, definitely sucks for the Hawks, and uh, I hate to hear it, man. I hate to hear it. (sighs) Let's get some fan feedback. Let's get some fan feedback. Um, If you follow us on Twitter, um, you know that after each game, I always tweet out and say, Hawks fans, fan feedback time. Uh, What are your thoughts, your takeaways from tonight's game? And then I asked, who was your player of the game? So let's go to Twitter and see what you guys had to say. Um, Hefty underscore lefty said that Trey had 40, but I feel like we took off because Clint had his first good game of the season. (laughs) He was dunking (laughs) non-oops. Okay. Thanks, Hefty lefty, for checking us out. Mitchell, Mitchell 22134079 on Twitter said Trey Young. Uh, let's say Jay Gibbs said put a little ice cube emoji. So I'm I'm assuming that's Trey. Uh, Dewan Goodman said Trey. Um, Dewan Goodman also said that we were in rhythm today. Everyone played their role. Okay. Appreciate that. Checking us out. Bruce underscore banner number one said Capella. Rounding into form, Lou Will and Gallo doing the same. Another solid night from JC. Got up 41 threes tonight. Trey looking for another all-star berth. Needed the win. Okay, thanks Bruce Banner, number one, for checking us out. And uh, let me see if I can grab one more. Let me see if I can grab one more. My guy, Donnell Suggs, Suggs writer on Twitter, said this is the Hawks team. People pay to see completely dominating performance tonight. Indeed. Thank you guys for uh, the feedback. We appreciate it. We always love the fan feedback, man. It's one of my favorite parts of the show. The fan feedback. You guys talk back to us, and we greatly appreciate it, man. We really do. 
All right. So as far as the um, coaches and players, let's see what they had to say. I had some notes uh, from Nate McMillan. Uh, I mentioned earlier how he talked about the rotations and how he was just like, look, I'm switching the rotations up a little bit, mixing the starters with the bench. Uh, we decided to do something a little bit with Trey. And uh, that was kind of like the main takeaway of what I, what I got from him as far as the post game was concerned. I didn't really get any sound from him. Um, we did get some sound from Trey. So let me go ahead and play. Uh, this was the final question asked to him in the presser. So let's hear a little bit about what Trey had to say about just being home and being on this road stand. This road, uh, well, not road, being back home <laughs> after the road trip. Here you go. of an opportunity is this home stand for you guys i know y'all have been on the road a ton and you're home for i think it's five straight yeah uh it's, it's, it's very important uh, i think we we uh we know i mean we gotta we, we want to protect home court and uh we got a lot of home games coming up so we just got to focus focus in and make sure we're, we're locked in for, for all these home games yeah, man. So Trey's like, look, man, we we home. You know, we here. We back. <laughs> so we got to protect home. We got to take care of our business at home. And I look for the Hawks to have a very strong um, home, uh, a very strong home stand. I'll just say that very strong home stand. So uh, next step for them is the Orlando Magic on tomorrow night. We will be in that building. But programming alert: we will not podcast after that tomorrow night. We will have our next podcast on Tuesday night. What night did I say? Tuesday. Yes, very good, boys and girls. Why are we having it on Tuesday? Because Tuesday we are going to do a live show, and it is going to be our 200th podcast. Uh, So we're going to do a little celebrating, man. We're going to celebrate ourselves. You dig? Like, you know, a lot of people start podcasts, and uh, a lot... Not many of them make it to 200, you know. Some of them do, some of them don't. But uh, we think 200 is a pretty cool number. I think we're actually over 200, but, like, when I went back and did all the <laughs> the research, we're about at 200. So, you know, we're we going to celebrate 200 on Tuesday night. Uh, we're going to do a live show. It'll be on YouTube. It'll be on Twitter. Uh, so make sure you come through, man. Come through. Say what's up, you know. Chat with us. Kick it with us. Retweet the show, reshare the show, and uh, it's going to be a good time. So you'll hear more for that. Um, you'll hear more about that uh, probably tomorrow and as we get closer to Tuesday. So um, we also have some sound from John Collins. So let me play a little bit about what he had to say after the game. You know, as the emotional did you say anything after the, the road trip that you guys had to try and get the guys some energy to turn this thing around? I, I didn't say I'll say one thing, right? But I, you know, I'm always encouraging, always uh, trying to you know, be positive. Uh, be that beacon as a leader, uh, lead by example, and then to go out there as well and play with that the same effort and energy that I'm speaking with. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a day to day to day thing for me, but I'm always you know saying something. Uh, and that was John Collins just talking about. Look, man, I'm always vocal, you know. Um, Chris asked him if there was anything specific. He said after the game, I mean after the road trip, and John was like, no, not really one thing. You know, I'm always kind of vocal in the locker room, and that's kind of who he is, and that is, that is, I mean, he's made no qualms about that. That's the type of player he is. So, 
shout out to John Collins, man, for for trying to take well, not trying for for being a leader of this team, man. He he is a big part of what this team does, and uh, he's doing a great job. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that is. I think it. I think we covered everything. Uh, again, programming note: there will be no podcast tomorrow after the Magic game. Next podcast will be on Tuesday. It will be our two hundredth podcast. Make sure you stop by, say what's up, uh, bring us some cake. <laughs> we will greatly appreciate it. It's gonna be a celebration, man. Like we say at every after, after every pod. God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. So if you don't know Him, you need to find Him and show Him love because that is all. He is showing you L-O-V-E love. We out. Peace. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.